Welcome to Bolo Choda Karnathala. In today's episode, we have a very special guest for you, Mr. Ashish Adhikari, CEO and founder of Redmart Coffee, with a tagline that states, Every revolution starts in a coffee shop. Start yours. It was a no-brainer to have him in the show. We'd also like to thank Ashish Thai for his hospitality and cooperation for the video. Hope you guys enjoy it. So welcome to the third episode of Bonatoda Garnathala. Today we have with us Mr. Ashish Adhikari, CEO and founder of Redbud. So I really appreciate you being here. Thank you, Ray. Thank you for having me. Uh, so without any further ado, let's get to it. Okay. Okay. So first question is, in one of your speech, you told something like, you got to find out why you need to get out of bed every morning? Uh, so, middle questions are cute. And topaiko like say What makes you get out of bed every morning? Mm-hmm. It's your dreams. Uh, what you? I think it's important to visualize uh, where you want to be in life, and with that vision uh, in mind, you need to uh, create a course, uh, a track towards that dream, uh, towards being there. So. Every morning when I wake up, that dream that I have for myself and for my family and for my business and uh, the organization that I'm trying to create, um, that's what drives me and uh, keeps me motivated and keeps me going. So I think you need to have ambition and you need to have goal. Uh, and what, what do you believe is the variable to success? What separates the winners from the people that have not won yet? Um, it could be different for each individual, you know, uh, the variables. But one thing is for sure, uh, what one aspect will separate a uh, few things, I would say. First would be attitude. Um, I think it's very important uh, to have the right mindset and the right attitude to be able to uh, become successful. And you also need to be a hardworking person. So if you're lazy and you're wondering why you're not successful it's one of the variables is that somebody else is putting in more hours somebody else is putting in more time and effort and thought into whatever uh, you dream to be but you don't put the efforts to be so i think some things uh, that i feel are important is attitude uh, there's definitely hard work um, and perseverance um, that sort of a thing. You're, you need to be consistent. You can't be quitting, uh, being frustrated, depressed, uh, finding excuses, and thinking to yourself why you're not successful. Yeah. People uh, tend to complain a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, what is your honest opinion on formal education? Um, for me, uh, I've been an uh, outspoken dropout. So um, my reason for dropping out was completely different. So I don't advocate dropping out ever. 
um, I do think that school education is important. Like I was just talking to you earlier, that you know, having a certain skill set and a, a, a degree can make a huge difference in your career. So I'm not advocating dropping out, but sometimes uh, these days, especially for my generation, I would say, I was just telling you that there is a course that just opened up a couple of days ago for people that want to pursue mountaineering as a, a career. So I was just comparing that to a time when I was very young and we didn't have as many options, which is either you go the science course, you go the commerce, or if you're the, you know, then you go for the art and the humanity course. That was the mindset. Nobody told us that there's subjects like mountaineering out there, or there's art out there, there's music out there, there's cinema uh, and photography out there. So it's to choose the entire generation. And at that point, I think the, uh, the kind of education we were getting was very mundane and very institutionalized and and it's changing now. Mere age group, a lot of my friends are professors and teachers now. So I feel that the formal education sector is changing. Um, the mindset of the teachers are changing. Uh, a lot of international communities have adopted different ways of educating children and uh, not creating boundaries. We grew up with a lot of the boundaries. So Malaysia became a very frustrating thing. Uh, my quest and my uh, thirst for knowledge and knowing was uh, more by doing, by action, and I hated the classroom structure. I could just sit and listen to a three-hour lecture on finance, and that didn't entice me at all. So for me, it was a very personal choice, and um, uh, I think Azagadimaze, it's much different scenario, so I don't criticize uh, education sectors. I think they're adapting, but it's slow. Uh, but for people that come from a certain age and a generation, it was a different scenario then. So that. Uh, two times some ago, formal education like Zimu criticized God's way and I say that it wasn't open enough and it wasn't, uh, there weren't many options as well. So I think now it's changed, that's my viewpoint on it. So, in individual, you can pursue it, you know. No, we didn't have it, but my mindset when I was a business student, I was your age, 21, BBA, second year, studying is bank that was the, the thing that everybody brainwashed us to become. So we need to know how to balance the books and this and that. But I, I hated that. I just didn't enjoy that at all. So more, I was in BBA, but I wasn't aspiring to become a banker. So that didn't work out. So that didn't fit for me. And I tried to do the same in US as well. There was a lot of complications, other complications as well. But I got to a point where the money I was spending on education compared to the time and effort I can put into doing something outweighed the price. And it didn't make sense to me that I spent so many hours there, end up with 2.5 GPA. I know this is not going to get me anywhere, so I might as well invest in something. I think I knew not to waste time. So I knew that I'll just pursue what I want to do. So I went into working with a lot of entrepreneurs, uh, following people that I thought I would learn something from, uh, finding mentors, uh, being a part of a growing business or starting up a business and watching it fail. So, sub system in your twenties, my God, is a So, what are your views on having a mentor? Um, I'm very ser um, serious about it in one sense because uh, in my own life, I uh, when I look into retrospect, pasadi forgere There is no, uh, there was no place for a mentor up until. My late 20s, uh, I really didn't know what it was. 
but having a mentor could have made a huge difference when you could have said, yeah, now I feel uh, that having, have I had some people that could have guided me, coached me, um, you know, gave me the warning signs, um, because mentors are people that have already made the mistakes you're about to make or you're going to make. They make so, the learning curve easier, oh, yeah. easier plus uh, your perspective changes, uh, you might be, uh, you know, they drag you out of your comfort zone. So having somebody that tells you like it is and uh, gives you real feedback uh, rather than tell you something that you want to hear. So having that kind of a mentor makes a difference to relax someone. And I think it can be from a family member, it can be somebody in business, in school, college, whatever, but find a mentor, somebody you look up to and you can get life advices from. That would be, I think, business may one person, you know, it could be a life mentor sort of thing. So I think mentors are important. I, I feel like people are scared of friction, get relationship, mm -hmm. but it is necessary for development. Mm -hmm. That's what I feel. Uh, so you guys might not know, when he bought his first uh, coffee shop, he didn't, you, you told him one speech, and you didn't know menu kukura rikiki and you used to watch youtube go tutorials mm -hmm. to when people order mm -hmm. and i feel like people chase perfection too much yeah mm -hmm. i'm not ready i'm not ready mm -hmm. so what do you feel about perfection um i never pursued perfection that's something that uh, i think sanu uh, i believe that uh, i pursued playing guitar i got never got good at it but i still haven't left it so it's just that you can't ace everything in life you can't just be good at everything but you know what you're good at uh, if you know your own skill set you know what your uh, abilities are uh, and my ability was uh, or my confidence was that i'll figure it out you know there's nothing that uh, in today's context with all the technology that we have uh, that you know i need to go to a foreign country to learn or i don't even need a mentor really in today's context there's enough uh, content out there that you can learn from so I'll figure this out, I'll apply my experiences, uh, how different could this business be, it's at the end retail. So uh, I've worked in other retail sectors, like I've sold phones and I've done a lot of different things. So I can apply that to this, it's just that this is food and beverage, this is not uh, wholesale goods and uh, this is not uh, you know, selling um, uh, retail merchandise. So my confidence was that I will figure it out, uh, I don't need to be an expert. Uh, and a lot of the youngsters that I meet are uh, in a situation where they rather look at, you know, first thing is magnum opus. You cannot, you know, if you want to be Van Gogh or a Tulu artist, you'll have to make bloody thousands of paintings before you create that masterpiece. So I think execution is key and you need to start doing rather than contemplating how you're going to do it. You stay in your mind a lot and you're not into action a lot. So I believe in pursuing and going for it, taking the risk. Yeah, that's so, what I believe in as well. Uh, I'm going to quote you on this. Eh? Uh, you said, Mansilai, Mansilai, Sainari. What are your thoughts on the importance of a good circle or the relationships that someone has in their life mm -hmm. successfully? Jim, I'll quote somebody, Jim Rohan, when it is a, uh, before even motivational speeches and quotes were there, this guy was already doing it. 30, 40 years ago. So Jim Rohn is the pioneer of, uh, you know, all the self-help and that sort of thing. He was a business guru. And what he said is, you are a some accumulation of the five people you surround yourself with. Uh, that's a sort of a thing. So uh, I think it was Jim Rohn. And um, what I think I understood from that, or I, what I also feel is correct, is that it is at the end of the day, uh, who, you sell, who you surround yourself with. 
uh, when I say Manchela Manchela Chinese, at the end of the day, what is a business? It's uh, not this building or this picture or this state, it's people. So, um, if you want to create a, a business, um, then I think it is absolutely important that the first priority should be people. Um, and also, uh, we talked about mentorship and all that. So, if you're a business leader or you're doing something, you're pursuing a goal, there are obviously some people that have already done it or done similar things. So if you, you know, if you, where I want to be, I know there's a lot of people that have already been there. So if I can go to those people, learn from their experiences, their stories, um, it would help me in my path of social access. So I think you need to choose who, yourself, uh, who you surround yourself with. Uh, you're 21, so uh, you guys are friends today, 10 years down the line, it may not be the same. So, you know, uh, you really need to uh, figure that out really early on. And I think a lot of the young people nowadays are, uh, more aware about it, just like some of they're more informed. Um, till 27, 28, I was still partying, so nobody had told me anything about uh, choosing the right friends and doing the right thing, that sort of a thing. So I think it's important. I think it's sidetracked pretty well. Talking about relationships, right? Uh, now that you have a kid, mm -hmm. uh, work life balance, like, what's the effect of it? And how do you manage time for your family? Uh, you just have to manage time. Manage time is the key there. But work-life balance is because work and life is such an uh, interlinked fabric just though, uh, that you can't separate it. Mostly I tried to figure out like, oh, routines and this and that. It didn't work for me. Um, it's just that you need to be able to utilize your time better. You need to learn to utilize your time better. Like you said, time management is key. So you need to take time out for family. Uh, if for next four days, I know I'm busy with meetings and decisions, and that that's where my focus is. That that's where not I'm thinking about family and doing uh, certain things with uh, family. I might be working an 18 hour day that day, or I might be just working three hours a day. But I think it's just management of time. Till uh, stress like yes, you have family, you have business, you made that choice. Yeah. So now you need to live with it, and you need to find out a way where. Uh, you're not stressed out about it. You're chill and whatever works for you. Like I've taken up uh, meditation and uh, that sort of a thing to help me sort this out and be calm and approach my goal that way. So whatever works for you, use it. Uh, Work-life balance, one day another someone I say. You'll have to figure it out to your own. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah that sort of thing. Ani, tomorrow you video ma. You talked, you talked about how complain the problem, but how my opportunities are busy. Mm -hmm. it resonated with me so much here because that's what I tell people. Is my silly one, son. Key over. Nepal ma keep ani saina, eh? Nepal ma opportunities are saina, but fact is Nepal ma key no nu bani ke boon ho zasta lagse ke mana. Because you have the opportunity to keep born on a goal, eh? Aina. So can you explain that mindset a little? Um, mindset ke kura. More, I mean, this maze, Nepal maze. I have said this a lot. Uh, I don't know if somebody might have got a liye kuni unsal se usune ra. Tora, I mean, manasikta magari bo. I mean, ali kadi purvadar magari bo la. Manasikta magari bo. Terei se manasikta magari bo. Tora, any perspective, tora, tora media kuni role unse esma jostalak sir. The reason I'm here is that that you know I I want to tell my story so that uh, more young people. Feel that there's positive things happening here as well. Kali, I'm like Nepal is going down the toilet. It's going down the drain every day. I patience. I mean, 
वर्ष तो मैं देखी सके पोलिटिकल इनस्टेबिलिटी गिव ने पा समाइम जो पोजिटिव न्यूज कहीं गुड स्टफ अल्सो मीडिया I stay away from. I select what I want to read, and I just don't let myself get infected with this mindset, which is so many people worry about negativity, and so many people, especially young people, are there. Playing just a reporting, just it all, because you're jumping on that bandwagon on social media and this and that. Everyone has opinion. Everyone has their own view. We are all protest. You know, bandwagon is in Kurathir. They protest. Like I feel that's an absolute waste of time for you young people to be sitting out on that street and holding a placard to. Uh, you know, I never vote, so I'm a political inclined three, no. But you're holding onto somebody's agenda without really ad- addressing and understanding what that real agenda is. You want to make an impact. There's other ways. There's other long-term solutions for that. So Mohani, they see that our mindset is corrupted. So political influence there is a youth one. Negative news le matre thau pounsa baiyar. खाली मानसिटी <laughs> सक्सेसफुल फ्यू पीपल डिट स्के 
lot of the, like in my industry, I see Siam Tokchapati as uh, somebody that I look up to. Um, when I was a teenager, the tea place to go was Bakery Cafe. Uh, and he had the vision, ambition and the idea to scale up his restaurant business. And he, I see him as an example of an older generation entrepreneur who had done something that I'm trying to do today, right? Uh, a question, eh? <coughs> Bird in your hand or two in the bush? Hmm. Yeah, you dilemma. That's why I made that sort of post. Is uh, um, I had a clear decision to make, which is uh, uh, do I take more risk or not? And I chose to take more risk, so I have to say two birds in the bush because more comfort zone bird in the hand, two in the bush, Yeah. Uh, uh, side also, eh? mm-hmm. Uh, in a video, you said that you did 50 things. Mm-hmm. When I tell people, side my yoga, 9 to 5 for side my money if you want to earn money, like they keep complaining, I don't have money, and I tell them, side my yoga, right? But they're like, I don't have time. So, just um, to like, I think it's just again laziness. A lot of people ask me, I say, are you always energetic like this one I think I, I have always been like if I'm always pursuing the next thing uh, at this point it's only that part but when I was young I was not uh, afraid to take up a new job plus impatience it made me try out a lot of 50 things on that not all at once but uh, in a course of let's say a decade where I've done jobs like sales co job I've done uh, I've done pizza delivery. I've sold phones before there were anything called smartphones. Uh, I've sold uh, merchandise. I've been in the alcohol distribution business, wholesale, a um, lot of different things. And the eBay thing, I used to work from seven to two, and uh, I had an eBay store, and I used to pursue running an online store. Uh, after my job was over, I used to work between seven to two in the morning. Uh, so I made an evening that I had a lot of time with me. So I, I used to find time to do these things. If even today, if I have nothing to pursue besides my business pursuit and uh, personal things, I'll find something creative to do, like write something or create a podcast or you know shoot a video, uh, go travel. Uh, it's just that uh, it's just in my nature to be pursuing something constantly. Uh, so just to sit and complain that you China, you China, making excuses is very easy. So basically people are too lazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you really don't want to do something, you will find 100,000 reasons why you don't want to do it. I also feel like an amanser is a complaint person. It's just, it's just a cover to justify why they're being lazy. Uh, so let's go to business and finance. Eh? Uh, what's the difference between a startup and a business? If there is any, mm, there is. it's the same thing. I think uh, um, I don't think there's much difference because you have to start up to create a business. So once it gets to a point where I think it's sustainable, you could call it a business. But uh, if it is just an idea that's taking off from entrepreneur's head or a team meeting or something, then that would be a startup in my sense. But I don't think there's major differences because the pursuit is same, which is profitability number one and people and uh, that sort of a thing. So I think it's uh, similar words. Uh, how did you raise finance? 
um, the story is out there. Uh, first friends, fools, and family. Uh, then through banking sectors. Um, I think it's Kubin Yerat Soron Babda Odoresa. First it's friends, family, and fools. And then it was banking. And then it was venture capital. And it's still venture capital. And maybe tomorrow going IPO, I don't know. So I think there's stages of fundraising in business. And you learn as you go. And uh, this has been my major job in Redmond mostly. Uh, what are your thoughts on taking debt? Um, I feel like people are scared. Right? Uh-huh. You need to be 14% in Nepal, you need to be scared of the debt. Uh, because as a growing business, uh, the debt can take away all your cash flow. And uh, so I think uh, at this point to start up a business in Nepal, you need to be a bit careful where you get the capital for because of the cost of capital. Uh, so banking sectors also, they are not very flexible in terms of uh, you know, lending, they only have a rigid format, which is you need to have collateral and you need to have something to back up the loan. So you're risking a lot. There's a lot of safety for the bank, but for the entrepreneur, there's a lot of uh, risk involved, 14% interest and you might lose your property. So I think debt in Nepal is very expensive at this point. And uh, if you can find other ways of funding your business, it would be uh, better. I think as low the cost of capital, the better for a growing business. Uh, you, you said that most people rejected you and people people told you that you business all And when you were when you were trying to do the export business, mm-hmm. your friends backed out. This to this moment, how did you push yourself? Mm-hmm. I just didn't think too much about it, right? Uh, I've been through so many of those things before that it doesn't matter to me at that point where uh, even yeah, skin. Even if uh, in terms of relationship, all those are faced, you know, failures in yeah. larger scale and I've lost a lot of money, I've lost businesses that I've built. Your eBayco business that I was talking about got pulled off because I ended up uh, infringing one of the copyright laws, which was a naive rookie mistake from me. Uh, or just being ignorant about the laws and so eBay took action and it pulled uh, you know, in two days it was gone I was generating three four hundred dollars for five hundred dollars a day from that store so you know it took big hits before so small hits didn't matter so I just uh, grew a thick skin for it uh, I just don't think too much about it keep moving forward uh, so let's go to VCs. Eh? Mm-hmm. Uh, what are, what do you think are VCs looking for, and what makes or breaks a good pitch? Um, I think what I've learned is, or my experience is, that people invest in people. Uh, if you are pitching a business idea to me, and I'm the VC, I'm looking at the person. Uh, second is the business model, mm-hmm. uh, and you know when I say the person, it's credibility, how honest you are. Uh, how much you are willing to learn, um, how much driven you are, you know, I think a lot of the VCs look at that. Uh, I haven't met a lot of VCs, I've worked with a few. Uh, so I, I can say that, you know, I think that's what they see in us, my team, is that my team is young, dynamic and it's driven. So I think um, uh, first is the person driving the business. Uh, is or the team driving the business. Is this the right team or the right person to execute? Uh, second is, is the business model viable, which is, is it going to make money or is it just some crazy uh, idea with inflated numbers and you know, a fancy business proposal? No, it has to make sense. Does the market really want the product? That sort of thing. Uh, I think those are the two main key. And third, um, uh, 
I, I would say, you know, the, the risk involved also. Uh, what kind of a market you are talking about, uh, that sort of a thing. The risk return could be yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what made you decide, okay, it's, it's time to take on external financing, mm -hmm. it's time to scale? Mm -hmm. um, if, when I was approaching a venture capitalist for further growth, we were already expanding. We were opening our second outlet in Jomsigel. Uh, I had learned the ticks and trips of making coffee at my store uh, number one, which is at Tatali. And then I graduated from that. Uh, I added a partner, my uh, friend and my brother joined me and then we expanded into a kitchen and more into a larger cafe. So we were already in the process of growing. So our, our trajectory was already there and this opportunity came in front. A lot of people say, uh, I was lucky or something. But I just say that, you know, uh, I got selected for Rockstart and this opportunity was in front of me and uh, uh, you know, what have I got to lose? I'm already growing my business and there's a room full of investors that I can present my business case to. You know, not a lot of people can say they have that opportunity. So I just went for it. And uh, I was able to convince the VC that this is a viable business model and I'm the person to drive it forward. So uh, we've finished first round of funding with one VC and we're right now moving into round two. So uh, it's just that uh, the opportunity was there. Uh, you know, and I took full advantage of it. Ani, VC ke after after taking external financing versus before external financing, business model or business run karne Definitely, like uh, having a partner that is funding your business plus uh, having availability of fund changes the way you do the business. This is the first tour we built after we got the VC money. So we're exactly in the result of the VC because we awesome. took this risk, you know, we took this risk and uh, store one I had bought, store two I had bought and remodeled. We had limited resources, my partner and I had limited finance. So there was only a certain level of things we could do or we could generate cash flow and then build up on the business. Uh, but that would be the longer road, the slower road. I think it's just a nitro boost where, uh, you know, if you're a scaling business, you have a business model, you have the right team, uh, you can act as that uh, boost that is, is, uh, takes you from, let's say, level one to level two. So I think um, availability of fund plus uh, a vested partner in the business, uh, you know, it, it could be a very um, suitable scenario for a growing business. So I think it was easier as well to execute what our plan was. So with that, I'm your last audience question mm -hmm. is there is there standard standardization in the inputs to the red mm -hmm. outlet mm -hmm. if not why uh, there is but it's still a work in progress right now uh, store one store two it was completely I was involved myself I was there every day that sort of a thing but now processes have to take over and I would like to also say that you know we don't get skilled manpower. Uh, somebody that we can hand out a, a manual and say operate this way. We have to train those people and there's uh, a big vacuum of like if uh, you're an HM product or management product who graduate doesn't want to work with us because their ambition doesn't suit with us. Uh, we are not in a situation where we can uh, pay, pre-train people. So we have to bring in untrained, completely unskilled manpower and train and then execute. So it's taken a little bit of time, but uh, we've already enforced uh, SOPs in operations, in our products. Uh, and we're almost at the brink of uh, 
um, going into phase number two of Redmod where these things are already sorted out. So there is uh, all those mechanisms in place. Uh, there might be flaws that the person asking the question has noticed uh, in uh, execution. That's where our efforts are right now, where we're trying to polish that. All these guys are going through training every week. So uh, we're doing what we can to solve this in the long term. And there are standards in place. So, Ani, what are your views on the new tax changes? Um, it's just wrong. It's just wrong because, uh, um, you know, the cost of capital that I just talked about, you're basically killing a young business. Uh, if you're taxing it uh, to the max and uh, you're asking them to also pay 14% interest on their loan that they might have taken from a bank. So how is an entrepreneur supposed to sustain and grow a business in this scenario? Nobody's going to have big ambitions in this environment. Uh, it really takes somebody with uh, a crazy mindset to think that, you know, or uh, a positive mindset on Nepal to uh, look at five years, 10 years down the line and make an investment today because they don't see the returns coming immediately. There's taxes, there's uh, cost of capital. Uh, and I think that um, it doesn't have a lot of homework behind it. It's just something that uh, instead of cut, uh, increasing taxes, if the government had looked at cutting cost rather, because I'm a business person, that's how I look at things is why increase the budget when you know you can reduce cost and you can make uh, government more leaner. But I think it is just a transitional phase where uh, we're going into decentralization, the states are being formed. I think the government is overwhelmed that they cannot sustain this cost. But I think Amazon surplus saw we have more time uh, uh, availability of uh, debt we can pull from ADB and World Bank and all that. So we have that option as well. So I think um, I, I don't think it had a lot of homework behind it. It was just a knee-jerk reaction by the government sort of thing. Ani, do you think you'd make you'd make it this far if Redmond only had traditional coffee shop or menu? Um, not really. It would have taken uh, uh, quite some time. Plus, I realized that really quickly. I've shared this in my previous stories also. Is that uh, I cannot just shop what I think the market wants. I have to look at the market and mold myself according to that. Because if I just want to stay there, I would have stayed in a niche. Maybe I would have just had one shop and I would have had a lifestyle business rather than a scaling business. So, I have a coffee shop, I have a coffee shop, but increasing from one to six, to now we have ambition of going to 15 next year. So, you know, that wouldn't have been existent. Um, to grow take them slow you just gotta adapt to the market yeah 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 any businessman entrepreneur is my key for basically i think it's just terminology entrepreneur sounds more fancy uh, like i remember when i was very young everybody was saying what their father was in their classroom and i was the only one who got up and said my dad is a businessman because uh, or that wouldn't be something people would be like, wow. If I say my dad was a doctor, then they would have said, oh, wow, your dad is a doctor. But I looked at my father as a role model. He knew how to scale businesses. I saw it in front of my eyes. So, and I just think that the word is different now and uh, it's now entrepreneur. And But I think entrepreneur is a better word because it describes uh, a little bit more what a business person is, which is a driven person who has a vision and is out there that believes in action that sort of thing so i think it's a better word that's all i think and i know you read yeah. uh, read tech i know mm -hmm. you listen but 
Any books that you recommend? Um, something that I read recently, I can't remember. Uh, Your Brain at Work by David Rock. Uh, this was a game changer for me. I've been meditating as well. And this book describes, especially for the young people, the Insta gratification generation, this book is absolutely important because it explains uh, how your mind works and uh, how your mind has these reward systems and so if you understand that i think you will be a better executor uh, either it is in business in studies whatever it is and you can also understand yourself through things like depression and failure and that sort of thing so uh, something that i recently read your brain at work i think that's the title by david rock uh, and it explains neuroscience in a very um, layman terms so even i'm living business also easily through stories and that sort of thing so you can relate to like oh okay so i can understand that my brain is doing this when this scenario or this incident is happening so i think it's a good book to read so with that we're at the end of our interview right now. uh anything you'd like to say to the youths or our audience mm-hmm. any last message i love being around young people because that's uh, uh, old people can teach you things, but young people have the energy. So I love surrounding you guys, and I want to say thank you for all the people that support Red Mud. And uh, uh, I'm not just here to, uh, you know, uh, come here with uh, thought out things. It, everything I've said is through experience, and what I think is right. It may apply to every some people. It may not apply. Take what you want and uh, run with it. And I just want to just leave with one message, which is. Um, stop reading the news because there's a lot of good things happening in uh, Nepal and focus on the positive, you know, uh, don't feed your uh, brain with negative stuff. Um, get out there and take action. That's what I want to say. So thank you. Thank you. So that brings us to the end of our video. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Subscribe and share if you liked it and comment what you think or if you have any advice. And do follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hustle Nepal. Keep hustling.